It's a trap! Hello and welcome to Radio TCX, your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy. I'm Tim Dugan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Carson Ray. Hey, everybody. It's a great day to talk about some X-Wing. And John McDermott. Hello, listeners. And this week, we thought we'd do something a little bit fun. We're going to do one of our top, I guess it's a top seven. I don't know if we've done it. Have we done a top seven before? No, because seven's a weird number. That is a weird number. Well, it's not that There's weird. There's not seven of anything in this game. Oh wait, we've done we've done ship types though, and there are seven ship types. So I guess we haven't we haven't rated the ship types. Uh, well, this week we're gonna do our top. Uh, I guess it's not a top seven. It's a top one in each seven factions. Wow, I, I set this up terribly. It's all content. It's just straight up content here. I'm just trying to stretch out the clock here. This week we're gonna be talking about our favorite pilots in each faction representing uh radio tcx's collective mind and we've all kind of sorted through the many many x-wing pilots and there are a lot of great ones out there and we've settled down to just our favorite from each of the seven factions it was a very rigorous voting process i might say it was there was a lot of backstabbing and i think we've settled down to a list of seven that uh satisfies nobody on the podcast which is the mark of a true compromise. It's I'm true. Right. So this is strictly data-driven. We had a very thorough, thorough voting process. We've been working on this for months. <laughs> <laughs> and it was definitely not something um, that we developed as we were figuring it out. But here they are. We're going to go through our seven favorite X-Wing pilots. These are going to come in no particular order, too. So we're not rating them against each other because I don't think that's a, that's a, not a fair or fun way to do it. Um, we do have some picks here, though, that I think people will find very interesting and a couple that seem very on the nose. But, uh, yeah, we broke this down faction by faction. Should we go in, like, era order? What should what order should we do here, guys? Well, and I think when we first were talking about our faction or just our favorite pilots overall, we kind of encountered a little bit of faction bias when we're looking at this um because i think we have a lot of overlap in the factions that we play and so we're like okay well that's not that's just a little bit less interesting if we're just if, if we limit ourselves to one per faction i think we got to a little bit more interesting of a place that is a um you know sometimes the best creativity comes from constraint and yeah when we initially when we conceived this episode we were gonna do our top five pilots overall but it was just like all scum and empire stuff um which is not as interesting to talk about so that's why we decided on the per faction thing uh but i say let's go through them from prequel to sequels i think that's a good way and we'll just stick scum right in the middle right yes perfect all right, so let's go all the way, all the way back to the beginning, to the to the old Republic, with our pick for the our favorite pilot in the Republic faction. This one I feel like is probably one that's not going to come as a surprise. We went with Obi Wan Kenobi in the Ether Sprite. Yeah, Obi Wan, of course, being able to spend the Force to basically recycle focus tokens on himself or nearby ships, and he's proven to be quite the workhorse in the uh, Republic faction. Right. Well, you just get so much with that pilot ability. Yes, you get to make you know your force super powered uh, by turning each force charge into a full focus. You know individually, which you know especially if you're the calibrated laser target version of Obi Wan, you know with that three agility that goes a long way. Uh, but also any of Obi Wan's buddies nearby, um, you know, get that full power of that ability to make their focus tokens. Um, you know, get recycled throughout the turn. 
I think one of the reasons I love Obi-Wan too is that he just fits in so many lists because obviously you can load him out either as just the straight up other sprite with high agility, low hit points, or switch him over to the 7B. And honestly, he works fine either way. I mean, even without his focus recycling ability, just having three force is obviously a huge perk because that's such a powerful mechanic. Well, and I think what you said there, like he just fits into so many lists, like that's where he really stands out. You know, he's great in a full ace list. He's great with um, a bunch more mid-range buddies, you know, being the ace with a bunch of like generics, like he does great there. Um, Just a lot of versatility with this pilot. I feel like this was like the one that we all kind of very much agreed on. I don't think there was a lot of debate for what our favorite ship was in this faction. Not really. I like that it's a high initiative pilot and a pretty maneuverable ship. Uh, it's really nice that he's got three of those force charges. You know, three force charges at this point in the game isn't really like a selective commodity. A lot of pilots have it, but he gets so much mileage out of it, both in the form of his ability and just having it as a passive mod, which I feel like should not be underestimated. Oh, absolutely. No. I mean, yeah, force charges anywhere are great. So, yeah, that's why he, it makes Obi-Wan our obvious pick here for the Republic faction, our favorite pilot. I mean, I, and I, it's hard to say I don't have an Obi-Wan bias. He's, he's gotten me some good results. <laughs> um, so it's, it's hard to, hard to hold that against him. Certainly a proven track record though. Obviously though, for the Republic, uh, Obi-Wan needs a nemesis. And I think our, uh, separatist pick has really, um, pa- pairs up well in a face off against Obi-Wan. Yeah. I mean, and you know, between the three of us, we don't play a lot of separatists, right? So this was kind of an interesting pick. And for me, where I based my decision process is when I get paired against a separatist opponent, what do I not want to see the most? And, and there was, there's always just that one where it's like, you gotta be kidding me. I gotta play against this guy again. (laughs) Yeah. So we went with none other than the uh, droid general himself, general grievous. And I feel like there wasn't a survivor. There wasn't really a debate on this one either. I think once his name was thrown out, all three of us were like, Oh yeah, this guy's great. Well, it's funny because it's kind of like for the opposite reason. It's like we've all played so much Republic. We know how great Obi-Wan is, and we've all suffered at the hands of Grievous, so we know how annoying he can be. So he feels like an obvious pick. I think maybe my reason he's like one of my favorite pilots, too, is I feel like his ability is not only good, it's like thematically on point for what General Grievous is, who is an intimidating fighter, but generally kind of cowardly in the way he acts. So having the ability to get rerolls while you're not in people's arcs feels pretty perfect for him. Those few times I do play Separatists, I do my best to try to fit General Grievous in a list just because I love his ability. It pairs super well with the outmaneuver upgrade. And then, of course, you slap the Solus One title on there to give him a little bit of extra health. Um, and he's just a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I feel like Solus One is definitely stapled on there, too. Such a good card. Yeah, between Solus One, Impervium Plating, and just his pilot ability, yeah. like, he is a tank. And it's so cool that they made, you know, a lower initiative, initiative four pilot, um, really be able to hold up against higher initiative pilots. Like, you know, he was like counter flanking tech, like, okay, you're behind me, whatever. I'm just going to ignore that because I get defensive rerolls. Um, and then he's amazing against lower initiative pilots where, oh, he gets behind them. Okay. Well, now uh, you're in trouble because I get all these offensive rerolls. It's just such a cool um, pilot ability synergizing with all those ship upgrades. Well, and design wise, I love that too. When they, when they put the really powerful abilities into initiative four ships, because I feel like a lot of the initiative three and initiative four ships in this game get forgotten about 
just because they can't always contribute because a lot of the higher initiative pilots also have some of the best pilot abilities. And this is a case where like he is fantastic for initiative four. Like he really he really helps compensate for the slightly lower initiative compared to all those five and six aces. Right. Well, I mean, and he's the top initiative of the Bellable Labs, right? I mean, separatists generally have pretty low initiative. Uh, but they get to pack some pretty awesome abilities at that, you know, initiative four range. All right, we got through the prequels. Some of you are thankful for that. So now we're moving on to uh, the classic original trilogy era. And I think it's appropriate to start with our rebel pick. Yeah, so this is actually a more recent addition to the game. Uh, we've seen her appear as a pilot in the Republic faction, um, but we went with actually Ahsoka Tano in the A-Wing. Yeah, so there's a little bit of debate here. I'm a huge Ahsoka fan, so I tried to skew this as much in her favor as possible. Obviously, there are some other great picks, especially with the recent release of all those awesome new A-Wing pilots, Baby Wedge, Harrison Dula. But I really, again, love the versatility of Ahsoka Tano here. Uh, in the games I've gotten to play with her, she is she does such a great job, either on her own or supporting some other ships. My stipulation was just that the best Rebel pilot was an A-Wing. I didn't really care which one it was, but I think Ahsoka is a really <laughs> strong pick. You know, again, you've got a high initiative. You've got three force charges. You've got the ability to take some munitions. You know, she can take a missile. And Tim, you've often taken missiles on her. Um, mm-hmm. And now, depending on how you like to fly your A-Wings, you do have that vectored cannons config to get the rotating arc on your rebel A-Wing that is an option. So there's just a lot of different, you know, niches that Ahsoka can fit into, not unsimilarly to Obi-Wan over in the Republic faction. Well, I just feel like concussion missiles are so inexpensive comparatively, and they give you that extra punch where it really elevates her initiative five, which isn't, she's not that expensive, honestly. She starts at 49 points, um, and you can throw things like patience on there to help her get her force back. Concussion missiles gives her some really strong attacks, and then you can throw instinctive aim even if you want to just use her force to the max effect and not even have to have a target lock to fire off those missiles. Yeah, I think it's just like that perfect balance between ace and support. Like, I, I bought this ace ship. It's initiative five. It's got three fours. It can do so much. It's got repositioning. Uh, you know, can set up double modern munitions, but then it has this built-in support ability as well. Um, I think that's just so much flexibility you get on the table. And it's like, okay, I, you know, in general, I wasn't that interested in Rebels, but Ahsoka, okay, well, this does a lot of really interesting things that my opponent has to respect. I get to respond at Initiative 5, you know, whether that's with the generic or setting up something even later, moving up to the board. Um, it's really cool to have that ability. And you can use it, you know, not every turn, but when you need it, it's it's amazing. Like, it's it's one of those abilities that, like, steals a game. And that's that's really cool. It's very powerful. It's what you want from Ahsoka, honestly. I mean, she works at all rain, at all game stages too, right? She's got that great support ability for the early game. She's got a really strong attack for the mid game, and she's got some great survivability for the late game. So she kind of does it all. All right, we do have to talk, take a little break here from the original bad guy, good guy factions. We're in the middle of the list now, so let's talk about our scum and villainy pick. Uh, I think this was probably our most contested about like, I think we just like scum a lot between the three of us. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's a lot of good pilots to pick from. Well, especially when we're like talking about favorite and we're not even like necessarily looking like, okay, what's the absolute most competitive when we're just talking about favorite all around, there's a lot of great scum and villainy ships. I don't think anyone can contest our pick of Pale of Godalhi though in the Hawk 290. 
yeah, I did just win a little store champ with this guy. So I got a little bias going right now. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, actually, he's probably on the high competitive end with uh, Zam Wessel still being so cheap right now. Polyp, though, with the built-in token stealing ability, access to the Moldy Crows, you can have that always set forward firing arc. And Zam Wessel now, it's just, this ship can do so much. And it's just fun to play, too, when you get into that that mind game against your opponent where suddenly they don't want to just take focus actions because they're afraid. Not only will it not help them, it'll just help you a whole ton. I mean, yeah, but when they do and you're just like, hey, that's a nice green token there. Can I has that? Um, that's that's amazing. That's like it's hard to think of something more powerful that than that in X-Wing, right? Like just taking one. Of you, oh, you spent a whole action on this. Cool. I'm just going to take that for free. And then they roll like all focuses. It's so good. Like <laughs> that's all they needed. I feel like we've. I mean, I've no. I've been in that spot where I've forgotten and been a little too close or misjudged range, and then taken the focus and hadn't stolen from me. And then you're like, oh, it just is a feel bad moment. And then when you see your opponent do that too, it's like, oop, yeah, I tricked you. But <laughs> such a powerful. Well, especially ability. you're playing like Empire, or somebody who doesn't have a lot of access to like target locks. Like, what are you gonna do? Like you have to take green tokens. Those are like all of your actions are focus or evade, right? And so it's like, are you going to not take actions with all of your ships? Or are you just going to give Paulo the superpower of getting an extra token a turn? And then like that, that ship you take their green token from, well, that's who your target is that turn, right? And you just light them up. I do love that they've kept Paulo's ability to feeling very unique still. Um, we don't really see token stealing really anywhere else. Jam kind of fills that role, but to directly take it from an enemy ship that still feels very special. Right. There's a lot of ways to remove a token, but to to steal it is just something else entirely. And it's like so scummy. Yeah, I really like him with, uh, I think these actually both ended up on the list of contenders as well, but old Terok and Forlom with their abilities to, you know, jam and give out stress if you take triple zero and then just old Terok's native ability. Like those three together is just really good. And it makes your opponents feel bad when they have no tokens. Just all the control. Stack it up. All right. Now we're getting into the, uh, well, I guess we got to get the uh, other original trilogy era faction, the Empire here with our top pick. I think this one might, this one might be the most surprising to people. This one is like very Radio TCI. It's like not what everyone's favorite Imperial ship is, but it definitely your guys's favorite Imperial ship. It's just so fun. You say you guys's, but this wasn't my favorite pick. But I do like this one. I think it's really fun. It's a uh, Duchess and the Tie Striker, um, really unique ability that interacts with that adaptive ailerons, um, a ship ability. You know, she can choose to use it or not use it, and then also use it or not use it while she's stressed. And at initiative five, that additional reposition is just really, really good. And honestly, I feel like there really is. I mean, there's really only one loadout for this ship. Um, I guess you could maybe argue on the device slot there, but I think for sure Duchess with Fifth Brother and Afterburners, along with Predator, like I, to me that feels like the absolute pinnacle of what the ship can do. The bomb is fun if you've got the points, but otherwise, straight up, this thing is just ridiculous. I yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird ship because like you look at its stat line and like even its abilities and like all the upgrades, and you're like, okay, like is that? is that something that I should really be concerned about? Like it doesn't like, I feel like on paper seem that good, but it's just like leveraging that um, mobility plus the initiative and like the modification you get the upgrades. It's like suddenly that does become a really um, 
well-contributing piece on the board. And, and it's it's kind of a weird thing to assess, I think. Well, I think if people have flown it the way I've flown it, where you can do some crazy stuff, like use your afterburners to... Uh, use your ailerons to get that initial move, perform your maneuver, use your afterburners to get a boost, and then follow that up with a barrel roll. And if you line up your center arc, you still get predator re-rolls and fifth brother mods. Um, if someone's been on the receiving end of that and they don't see it coming, that's a pretty fun moment. Uh, fun for who, Tim? F- fun for me. That's all I care about. Got it. Got it. Got it. Absolutely. Yeah. The only person ever having fun when Duchess is on the table is the person flying her. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you guys generally put bombs on Duchess. No. Yes or no? I no. I usually yes. don't, but they're so inexpensive. I feel like if you do have like the three points to drop for something, yeah, go for it. Now that Why thermal debts are a thing, I might consider it. Um, but generally, well, having that two. Like the two range with the thermal detonators yeah. gets a little bit out of where Duchess will be. I think nice. I generally don't because when I take her, I'm flying her with other aces. So it's a little more detrimental if one of them gets caught by the bomb, if it's just a bad turn. So I don't know. That's just my play style, though. There's there's room to play around in that slot, though. The other ones, I think you have to fly it the way I fly it. <laughs> just my humble advice. All right. Is it time to talk about our sequel picks? Of course. Um, which one should we do first? Uh, Fury of the First Order, right? Of course, yeah. The First Order's got to come first whenever it's it's one of the options. And of course, we went with um, Muse. Just kidding. We, we didn't go with Muse. <laughs> <laughs> Epsilon Squadron Cadet. <laughs> that would be the most shocking pick. We chose Hollow. Um, no, of course, we picked Kylo Ren, our boy. the The well-rounded Force user. This guy can do anything. You don't even need to put upgrades on him. He's just great. The only thing he can't do is drop bombs, and if someone showed up and tried to do it, I wouldn't question it. Yeah, you just feel like, oh, that must be a new feature. Yeah, cool. <laughs> great. Well, because if they can do it, that means maybe I can do it later. Uh, no, Kylo's just awesome. Obviously, Force users have a built-in benefit here, but this is a ship, obviously a uh, elite fighter, as we've classified it. This thing has enough hit points where it's not as uh, fragile as a typical like an interceptor-style ship, though this ship in a lot of ways functions like an interceptor. Very fast, really good offense, access to the force. I mean, this thing works on its own late game, works in the early game, it's going to survive. Kylo's just a very reliable ship all around. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have been watching any of Doug Howe's XTC games, but he's really taken this ship and kind of looked at that elite fighter and pushed it as far in the elite extreme as possible. <laughs> Dude is a monster. Uh, with proton torpedoes, supernatural reflexes, and the prime thrusters, so he can, like, uh, supernatural even while stressed and just, like, stack it all up, and it's just, like, impossible to block, can be anywhere, and dishes out a bunch of damage. Uh, and you have Doug flying it, so it's just incredibly entertaining to watch that ship just move all over the board. Yeah, it's hard not to root for Kylo there. Um, it just has so much potential, and to see that potential unlocked, I think, has been really fun. I really like the newer um, extreme maneuvers upgrade on him, so he can use that force to change his boost, basically into a daredevil boost. I really yeah, like hard that. turn. Yeah, that's pretty solid too, and especially late game when you just need that little extra turnaround, but you don't want to stress yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like a pretty good force talent, which we've been short on those for a while. I mean, obviously, supernatural reflexes is great, but, you know, at 24 points for Kylo, that's a bit of a tall order. And I think we talked about Kylo before, but, like, he's one of the contenders, honestly, for just about any of the force upgrades. Like, any that he can take are 
pretty good options on him. I mean, he's one of the contenders for just like best overall ship in the game, right? Like not just force user, but um, this guy versus anybody, right? Like in a 1v1 fight, Kylo comes out on top. Yeah, I mean, if we were doing like a state of the game thing where we're actually trying to just like evaluate the absolute, you know, scientifically best pilot, um, he'd be a contender on that for sure. I mean, he's pricey, but like you are getting a lot of quality for those points. I've never regretted it. All right, now we get down to the resistance, talking about our uh, last pick here for favorite pilots, and this now one... I want to interject because is this our? Is this my favorite <laughs> uh, uh, Radio TCX pilot? <laughs> I'm gonna say Carson. I think I put his. I think I typed him on the list before you did. Okay, I so... only like it when you fly him, Carson, because I think it's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, it shouldn't work, but it somehow does. Well, you right? have a particular. So we're of course talking about Lulo Lampar, a pilot that they keep raising the points on. What? No, I thought it was Joff Sea Striker. Come on, <laughs> get out of here. That's John's favorite resistance Jeff, pilot. Jeff Sea Missile. Isn't Jeff Seahawk. <laughs> Jeff Seahawk. <laughs> uh, no, Lulo Lampar, of course, the uh, Duros uh, A wing pilot in the RZ two A wing, this ship, when it's stressed, it rolls a few one fewer defense die and one more attack die, which it doesn't matter. You're attacking hard enough that you don't care about your defense. Well, I, I disagree because with four hit points, you very much care about your defense. Um, you certainly but, don't fly it like you care about your defense, Carson. <laughs> look, there's times to care about your defense and there's times to care about your offense, right? And Lulo's ability lets you choose that. And so I think that's just such a cool decision making um point to put on the player of like okay if i have that stress token we're in offense mode if i don't we're in defense mode right i can get a green token and stay in defensive mode uh but you know sometimes offense is the best defense sometimes repositioning and leaning on your agility plus modification is is the better defense i would like to put out a call to our fan base in order to find in all of carson stream games one example where he doesn't choose a stronger attack <laughs> instead of just keeping the defense up just give me a single advantage single example i i think i i think there's plenty of those i think people don't remember those they they remember the times you choose uh the violence um, but there's plenty of times where I do choose defense, I think, personally. Um, That's not what sometimes wins so. you games in the last five minutes, Carson. No, but it's what gets your ship to still be alive in the last five minutes uh, so that you can choose offense at that point when you need to and you're behind. Lulo, obviously just a, a great all-around pilot and just a fun game mechanic, too. I do like the, the cost. The design's amazing. Cost-benefit uh, ratio to using him like that. We're like, yeah, you kind of need that little extra punch for the A-Wings, and he does that. But it comes at a reasonable cost. You have to be very careful about when you use it. Yeah, I mean, he's also maybe overcosted, but it's still very, it's too fun. Um, and no other A-Wing does it, so yeah. Yeah, they can keep making him more expensive, but I'll I'll find a way to fit him in. Well, I mean, it's already hard where he's at right now. It'd be nice if he was a little cheaper and I could afford some upgrades on him, but yeah. Well, then you have to stop doing so well with him, I think. <laughs> I think if one person does okay with him, that's not really an issue. All right, so there you have it. Our look at our favorite pilots from each of these seven X-Wing factions. This is a list. I could see us updating in a year or so, you know, seeing if we, when new pilots inevitably release, see if there's things that you think like, how many of those change, though? I honestly think maybe two would change. One or two, I think, at most. Some of these pilots we we're, really We're pretty love. well entrenched, I think, <laughs> at this point. We've, we've formed our biases. 
We definitely want to hear your favorite picks, though, so please share on our social media, facebook.com slash radiotcx. Let us know what your favorite pilot in each faction is. While you're there, you can also like our Facebook page. Please consider going on iTunes and leaving the podcast a five-star review, saying what you liked and why you think other people should listen. And if you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to patreon.com slash radiotcx and become a supporter of the show today. It really means so much to us. And thank you to everyone who's already supported the show. Again, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. 